0: Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. In this episode, we discuss the best movie posters of all time. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. And James here. Today we're going to have a fun time discussing the greatest movie posters of all time. It's a mix of our favorites, some of the best ever made, but also iconic and very popular ones as well. And this is an episode that's been requested by a bunch of people uh, over the past few months, and so we love hearing from you all what episodes you'd like us to do, and we're always open to ideas because we definitely need ideas, and we love movie posters, and I think it's a, it was a great idea, so thank you for all of y'all who, who sent in DMs and comments saying, you should talk about the best movie posters of all time, so now we're doing it, and it's I think it's going to be a great episode because we love love movie posters obviously you you know james and i are set decked out with posters and our sponsors movie but before we even had them as a sponsor james and i have always collected movie posters and all of our lives we used to have like dozens and dozens in each of our rooms back in the day when we were like 18 19 for early sure 20s. next to my uh, scarface that every <laughs> every guy in a dorm room has a scarface poster yeah. and, and then there's the fight club poster and nirvana oh, What are the most popular like college Posters, Scarface. Scarface, Fight Club. I it's feel literally like those. Some, that's yeah. it. That's all it is. It's got to be those two. And no, Matthew- and Pulp Fiction. Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Pulp Fiction, Scarface, and Fight Club, you can, you're guaranteed to see in a boys' dorm room. Absolutely. 100%. In yeah. high school bedroom, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I go on boys' high school. Brad. I was just a boy in high school. It's <laughs> getting very, very, <laughs> very strange. But also, you know, we'll talk about some creative ones, and we'll talk about Saul Bass a little bit because he kind of pioneered the – the change of movie poster design and making it a lot more artistic in the 60s and 70s and still was working in the 80s and 90s for sure before his death. Yeah, movie posters before Saul Bass and the other great graphic designers who began changing the, the industry, it was generally like posters of the stars – um selling the movie with just the faces and you know they're beautiful they're painted generally and it looked very nice and it was the original like kind of floating heads you would see in a lot of these posters uh but it was a way to sell the pictures usually and, like a white background yeah, too and they were just beautifully painted um images of the stars and th- when Saul Bass and other designers got involved with a great artistic creative bent they he he essentially changed the game in a lot of ways because his posters were so different so unique He used really minimalist graphic design work. He came up with generally a really one interesting image that would sell the film without showing the stars. His his posters generally were just a design, a creation of his, um, something to do with the film, a theme, and then he built the entire poster upon that. And you know some of his. Posters, his greatest ones were, are The Shining, um, which Stan, Stanley K- Kubrick actually had Saul Bass make like 200 different versions of it until he was satisfied with the one with like the face looking through the, the, the font of the, the, the letters. Yeah, It just says The Shining, a yeah. big font. And then Vertigo, you could it might be the best poster of all time. Uh, you have the character surrounded. He's falling and he's got like the spinning design around him, which shows the effect of Vertigo. It tells you everything you need to know about the film. It's a really brilliant poster. It could be the greatest I also love his poster for Anatomy of a Murder, where the two sections, the top half is like orange, yellow, the bottom is red with the cast names, but the top image has just like a caricature dummy cut out of a human body, yeah. like in like just in all black with the Anatomy of a Murder text inside of it. It's really cool, interesting design. Yeah, and the Spartacus poster is really great. It's just a minimalist image. Of Spark is holding up a sword, but it's not like, it doesn't look like Kirk Douglas. It's just a, a, a simple animation. Also, rear window with the binoculars looking at the buildings. So genius, so simple, and it works so effectively. Yeah, he's just an icon, and he's also an Oscar-winning filmmaker. He's He won an Oscar for Best Documentary Film. Oh, wow. Yeah. He also is responsible for pioneering opening credits, so title credit sequences, especially for most of those Hitchcock movies. He designed those. Um, he's he designed uh, some of Martin Scorsese's films, uh, beautiful ones like like he did um, Age of Innocence and a few others. But most of uh, Hitchcock's big films, he designed the opening credits. And you can tell his his fingerprint is still on film design today. Like even you can tell the opening credits of Hawkeye that show heavily influenced by Saul Bass's work for sure and that's why I think the opening credits of of Hawkeye are excellent and he's the most influential um creator designer for people who make posters nowadays because you will see people make modern movie posters not for studios but like uh, fan art and designers on their own they'll make they'll make like a Saul Bass version of a poster of a modern movie yeah it's really cool you can find them everywhere and it's all in the inspiration from from Saul Bass's work Before we continue, the best way to support Raiders of the Lost podcast is to become a patron at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost podcast where you get awesome perks like our podcast schedule. You get personalized videos. You get access to our Discord if you are a $10 or $25 tier patron. We do tons of chats in there all day. We have watch parties. We did an Oscars watch party. We're doing a Shrek watch party. That was voted as the first movie to watch. All patrons, whether you're $2, $5, $10, $25, have access to weekly bonus episodes as well as godfather tier patrons get to pick their own bonus episode that they choose themselves. Whatever you want ta- us to talk about, we'll talk about and do an episode on for you. Also, for anyone who wants to start a podcast or improve their current podcast, we launched our podcast masterclass last year so it's the link is podcast masterclass.teachable.com it's right there on the home page of our website as well at Podcast.com. we'll give you all the behind the scenes of the show to get you going on the right path to try to find the success that we have found with our show be sure to tune in around the world thanks for watching listening wherever you are now let's get back into movie posters Obviously, modern movie posters were plagued with all sorts of floating head designs as well as just the same exact design for different franchises. Like you could put like Star Wars movies, the new movie posters up against like some other Disney franchise and they look exactly the same, same color schemes, whether it's like red and blue color scheme or, or just like an all blue. Obviously, many posters are copied by, by original designs and ideas, and yeah, it, is it is what it is. And you get a, like, uh, movies will rip off other movies, like the uh, the image of, like, a main character standing with their back facing us and some big background behind them. You have every romantic comedy has a white background with the two characters standing next to each other, either leaning against each other or just, like, looking in a in a goofy face on camera. You get, uh like you said, the red, in, red and yellow is generally an action-y contrast or a sci-fi contrast where you'll see... Red and yellow dominate the the colors of a poster, and you'll see uh, image like there's that image like your Batman poster right there where you have a lead character and they're silhouetted, and then all of the like images from the film are put into that silhouette. That's a common one as well. So you'll see common threads throughout movie marketing in studios. Um, each major studio has their own marketing department, so they generally produce all of their films in each genre in the same kind of vein, same kind of light. That's why you know. A lot of Warner Brothers posters like Nolan ones generally look about the same compared to their other major releases. They'll even imitate what they did on like a Nolan campaign for another like big action film. So uh, it, the departments of each studio also have their own styles that they think works best for selling their movies. Yeah, and it is what it is. It's it's marketing 101, the floating heads as silly as it looks, I mean, I have the Dune one right here. I love Dune. It's like they didn't make a lot of posters for Dune, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know why their marketing campaign was just so so limited, yeah, maybe you're right. because of COVID. But they really didn't market Dune at all very well with posters and art, as opposed... And, like, we have the floating head I can't right think here. Of, I can't think of, like, a poster from Warner Brothers that I love. Besides the IMAX Dune one. Yeah. The for, IMAX for one was Dune. sick. Yeah. But other than that, it's just, like, the floating heads that's all you could find. Because it was just kind of just selling the faces of the stars. And that's what floating heads are. Floating heads... It's a necessary evil, as Anthony likes to say. It's part of the business. It's part of marketing. They have to show the stars. The average person, they're they're more inclined to see a movie based on the floating heads posters versus like... The Batman, the marketing campaign for the Batman was the, one of the best I've seen yeah. in a decade, maybe for a movie, because they made they made dozens of interesting poster designs. Of course, they had the floating head, but, but that was released last. But they had yeah. they had like two dozen movie posters for the Batman solo character posters, interesting designs, some minimalist ones, and yeah. I just love their campaign. I think with Dune, they couldn't risk selling the film with anything other than showing the stars' faces yeah, because had, it was COVID. Yeah. It was a huge movie. They weren't sure how it was going to perform. They're like, we need to sell this movie. We need to show Timothee Chalamet, Zendaya, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, uh, Rebecca Momoa. Ferguson. We're going to show these faces on this poster to entice people to see this strange different movie that we spent so much money on it's locked down we're already not going to make as much as we would have if if it was a normal year so let's just show the faces and it worked It, it sold the film it's part of the business yeah if i'm not a huge fan of floating heads that's the only floating head poster i have is the doom one because like i said they didn't really make any other posters besides kind of the cliche marketing 101 ones but we also have Tons of cool, other unique, interesting movie posters all over our set, but also in our bedrooms that we got from MoviePosters.com, our our awesome friends. So, obviously, use a coupon code RAIDERS10 to get 10% off MoviePosters.com today. Since we're talking about movie posters this entire episode, we figured (laughs) it's only fitting. We give them a shout-out right there for sure. All right, so we made a, a big list of movie posters, and they're not in any order, but we did put out some of our favorites at the top of the list. James actually did the bulk of the work on this. So yeah, you great know, job. You made, you made great choices. X. Kind of sort. Yeah. I broke it down into sections. So we have like just a main section of like some of the most iconic and best ones ever. We have a horror section. We have an animated section, superhero section. And I figure, why not start? I'm, so, I'm sorry. I don't see a rom-com section. Uh, yeah. no, I'm kidding. Because rom coms, they all have the same design. Yeah, except not, for they're they're Except for Five Hundred Days of Summer, that's which a is, good one. Has a great poster. Yeah, that's a good one. I actually have that one in my bedroom. I love that movie. Yeah. Well, and also, would you call it Lost in Translation a romantic comedy or just a dramatic, com- dramatic comedy, dramedy? That's not a romantic comedy. It's romantic. Opinion. It's funny, but I'd say it's too dramatic to be a rom com. It's too good. It's an yeah. Oscar winning. film But that's a great poster. Know? Not that rom coms can't be Oscar winning films, but it's not. Yeah, Jim. Jeez. Inter- <laughs> well, how about we start with the main big list. Let's and go. then we'll do Let's go at the, the big ones. And then we'll do uh, horror and superhero and stuff like that. So I figure top of the list again. This isn't in any order, but I still think that the greatest movie poster of all time is Jaws. One hundred percent agree. You know, there's a ton of Steven Spielberg movies on this list for sure, but Jaws is just so iconic with the shark coming up from the bottom of the water, an enormous shark about to eat a woman on the top in the in the ocean. Yeah, and it's it's amazing because it shows how the the monster, but in an amazing way, you show how terrifying and big this beast is. It's simple. It's only a couple of colors using the entire poster. It's just minimally done. I think it was really terrific. And the big red font for Jaws, iconic yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Next up is another Spielberg one. We have E.T. This might be my all-time favorite movie poster. I got this one in my room for sure. And it's just a really brilliant design. There's a couple different versions. There's The, the main one is the silhouette of E.T. and Elliot flying on the bicycle silhouetted by the moon behind them. Yeah, that's the it's one. It's really beautiful. Yeah. There's also versions where their hand their fingers are also touching in, t- in front of that, but I have the one where it's just them silhouetted by the moon. I think it's just incredible. It's fantastic. It captures the magic of the movie. It, it, it's it's yeah, yeah, it really is an incredible poster. Yeah. Next up we have Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is the beautiful um painting. Um it's got it's kind of a floating head, but it's done so well. And it's just a beautiful image to look at. You have the characters. You have moments from the film. Um, This was an early pioneer of, you know, the Star Wars posters were done by the same artist in the same style. And it was like the highest caliber movie poster that I think could be made is these kinds of beautiful portrait paintings. Yeah, and there's a couple different versions of the Raiders one. And obviously the main one is the big rectangle. It's like a parchment paper with Indy on top of it. It's great. And then we have Inception. Now, this poster in this movie obviously blew everyone's mind. So which poster are you talking about? There's, there's two. There's one mm-hmm. where they're all, all of the characters are on the street with the buildings behind them, and the, and the other yeah. street has been inverted, mm-hmm. if you would say. And then the other one where they're all on like different rooftops, and they're all upside down in different directions. Yeah. So I love the, um, the shot—you have it right there—of George Gordon-Levitt in the hallway— and it's, just, it's an amazing image to put on a poster. The widescreen. So, so powerful. And also, I love the cityscape one with the water. It's just genius. It, it, it tells you you're ne- you've you never seen anything like this before. It's such a, a strong image, and it was so enticing for audiences. And it was so enticing, that plus the trailer and great marketing campaign all around. It made $800 million. Amazing. Next up, we have Star Wars A New Hope, the original poster for this classic masterpiece beautiful image beautiful painting it's very cool it seems so it it captures the fantastical nature of the film the sci-fi element um you see the villain the heroes it's you get like luke's giant chest (laughs) it's a beautiful image and also the um a a new hope has a great i mean the empire strikes back has an excellent poster as well it's like darth vader is in the background and then his big head. His big yeah. head, but in front of them, like Han and Leia have a large image where they're like holding each other. So it's showing the love story between them and the characters and Luke's on Hoth and stuff like that. I think it's a, a really gorgeous uh, poster as well. Gorgeous kid. Gorgeous. And then we have Pulp Fiction. This one's iconic. This might be one of the most purchased movie posters of all time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Mia Wallace laying on her stomach looking in camera smoking a cigarette with magazines on the in front of her or something yeah. like that, right? What's well, so great is it doesn't feel like a movie poster. That's It's so cool just to capture like a random image. It's not in the movie. It has nothing to do with the plot or story, but you just have the character. It's and she has a gun too. Yeah, it's just so cool to look at. It's just like kind of all the themes of the film are yeah. in it. And then we have The Godfather with the iconic contrast dark lighting over uh, Vito Corleone's face. That memorable font and... You just look at this image and you like you. it feels like the movie so much. Yeah, it's great. And then Silence of the Lambs, Anthony has this one behind right here. him. It's it's a shot of like a ghost-like figure of Clarice's face with like golden eyes. And also the moth from the film that's inside the victim's mouth is, is on top of her mouth. Like basically sealing her lips shut. And then inside the moth is a skull made from bodies um, placed together. So like choreographed bodies, nude bodies. And they're all in shape together to form a skull, which actually another great hor- another great horror film used for their poster, The Descent, used that as a poster to create the skull out of the shapes of bodies. Brilliant yeah. poster. Then 2001, A Space Odyssey has a couple of really great posters, really creative. There's one where it's just the space station spinning uh, outside of orbit, and then there's another one where we have the Star Child. Kind of, of half the poster, just looking and at, mm-hmm. at the Earth as it's approaching. I have one too of um, the, the on, moon base on the moon. Yeah, it's really cool. So actually, three really great poster yeah. designs from that movie. And then we have the iconic Back to the Future with Michael J. Fox standing next to the DeLorean, looking at his watch, and you got smoke and cool lighting, and you're like, "Wow, this is like a crazy. It's gonna be an amazing ride. Great sci-fi element." Uh, I think it was just a beautiful poster. It's a perfect way to sh- to entice people to see this film. And then Back to the Future Part 2, all they did was put Christopher Lloyd in it. Yeah, it's in like, the background. Uh, it's, it's like the same, same thing. Same exact poster. Carbon copy. <laughs> and then we have, again, one of the most purchased movie posters of all time <laughs> in every dorm room of a guy is Scarface. Everyone owns one at one point in their life. It's and, a great, yeah. it's simple, but it's great. It's yeah. Pacino with the gun as Scarface in the middle, but it's kind of got a yin-yang design where the right side is white and his suit is, every, it's like, I think it's inverted, so yeah. the dark suit is white and it's kind of like the lobster poster too and then the, the left side of the poster is all black and he's just kind of you can just see his hands and his head kind of just in that figure yeah. of, of emptiness i remember drawing that one a bunch when i was young like i was obsessed with it next up we have schindler's list which is very simple uh it tells you everything you need to know about the film you have the image of the hand and uh, a par- a portion of the list it shows the tragic nature of the film already then we have Metropolis, the great silent film, and this poster is really intriguing. It's like this, like desaturated gold design color scheme. It's that with black, and then on the, on the bottom we have the um, the the robotic. Being and then behind it is the silhouette of the city and then the cool metropolis German Expressionism font at the top. Yeah, it's in that cool brownish color, yeah. gold brown. And then we have Alien and space. No one can hear you scream. So probably the best tagline of all time. And you have just the egg, uh, silhouetted with like this green light, and you're like, what is this? And what's really cool about the marketing campaign was their teaser trailer for Alien was a uh, like a uh, a little tiny short of the egg on the on its um base on its earth and the way they filmed it was they placed the the egg piece on top of a tray of brownies and then the is brown, that what those are? So the brownies I have that poster in my room. So, I never noticed what those so are. So it's uncut brownies and it looks like a weird textured ground earth texture, but it's just uncut brownies. Wow, I'm gonna go look at that yeah. after we film. That's yeah. actually yeah, pretty really genius. Great. So it's actually a very small model. Because every the time egg. I look at it, I'm like, how where is that stuff on the floor? <laughs> That's what it is. Then we have Jurassic Park, which it's simple as hell, but it's genius at the same time because yeah. it's a black poster. With just the logo of Jurassic Park as the main design of the right there on the front it's of it. It's amazing. And it's so simple. You know, they were like, let's not overthink this. It's a movie about dinosaurs, but let's just tease it even more. It's just here's just the logo of the skeleton of a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. And it's the logo of the park. Yeah. Yeah. It's an it's excellent, excellent poster. Next up, we oh, have. Oh, and the tagline, an adventure, 65 million years in the making, is great. Dun-dun. And then we have the Terminator, which is just a an image of Arnold wearing sunglasses holding up his pistol with this like cool red laser lighting. It's just super cool. Very macho. He sells the movie. It's like you know this is going to be a badass action movie just from looking at it. Next we have Parasite and this is a great poster. A really terrific recent design. And it's of the main cast characters in the backyard of the house that they kind of just sneak into basically and become parasites of. But all their eyes are covered by black bars. Great, great poster. I love it. And then we have The Graduate, which I think could be... The Graduate could be a top five poster of all time. It's so iconic. It's an an image from the film, a real shot from the film, of Mrs. Robinson's leg in the foreground. And then uh, Dustin Hoffman is staring at it like with that nervous look on his face. It it sells the movie. It tells you everything that the movie is about. You know the plot of the film just from looking at the poster. and It's it's so iconic. Such an eye-catching image. It's a great one. And then Apocalypse Now. There's a couple version of this some with marlon brando some without but i think the best one is just the silhouette the sunset of the sun at the end of the river in the background it's just it's just blood red and you can see the river trailing to it it's really great and there's um also there's one with brando yeah that's like red and black he's it, like coming his face yeah, in it, yeah it's beautiful it's such a great poster and then we have boogie nights i have one of them but i think the the better one is the uh, the anime the drawing one with them all in a circle and then Dirk Diggler's like holding his shirt up a little bit. But this this star one is an excellent one. It's the theme of the movie that being a star is Dirk's uh, calling and motivation for everything he does, and it has all the cast in it because it's, it's such a big ensemble and there's so many scenes and they captured the everything in this poster beautifully. Then we have Joker. Which has a couple of really great ones. They had a great marketing campaign. Ones where he's at the top of the steps dancing. Another one is where he's just at the very bottom. It's the shot of him dancing and like doing that spiritual dance after he kills those guys. And there's another great one of just half his face. It's just like kind of like a rock star pose, just yeah, looking at the camera. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the good, the bad, and the ugly. I have uh, the French version right here, and this is a it's a floating head one, but it's painted. It's beautiful. It's drawn. Uh, You see a few moments of the film. You see the iconic showdown at the end right there. Also it has not this poster, the the French one, but the original American one has a really great font to it. It's beautifully designed, and the coloring is, uh, is excellent. Next, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. And this one, it is a floating head, but it is beautiful. It's got Harry in the middle. It has Hedwig flying. It's got Dumbledore, Hermione, Hagrid, Ron. It has one of the goblins from the bank. It has the Hogwarts in the background. Just all, It's kind of like the books where it has all different like little pieces of the film, the story just embedded and in, in, hidden inside of it. It's, it's a really terrific design, and I, I honestly love it. It tells you the story just from that. It's beautiful. Just like the book covers. Mm-hmm. And then we have *Inglorious Bastards. And the iconic po- poster from this film, because they had a great campaign as well, but it doesn't have any actors on it. It's just bloodied baseball bat. And then a Nazi helmet hanging from it, covered in blood. And it's Inglorious Bastards. And it's it's such a great image. And it tells you what you want to know and so enticing. And you see this image and you're like, okay, I'm in for a show. Because all of Tarantino's movies have great posters. They all do. Then we have Chinatown. And this has two really brilliant designs. And both have J.J. Gitts smoking a cigarette. And then the smoke from the cigarette is creating like the, the hair... Of the missing of the missing woman square yellow design really yeah. cool font very elegant it's a beautiful yeah, poster you can feel the uh, noir aspect in the uh, design and then we have Moonlight which is a more recent poster beautifully done where you have because the film tells uh, the story of the character through three phases of his life you see each of the characters it's a, a looking a portrait looking right at us but it's cut into three sections and they just piece together each part of one of the three actors' faces together to create one face, and it's really beautiful. They each have their own uh, lighting, different shades of blue and purple. It's really, really fantastic. Next up, Pan's Labyrinth, Guillermo del Toro's brilliant fairy tale, and the image is of... Ophelia her, uh, from behind, and it's her silhouette walking into the maze, and we see the tree in front of her. We see the arch of the maze entrance on the t- above her. The fantastical-looking tree. It's really yeah. brilliant. It, it looks so good. And it matches the cinematography of the movie yeah. beautifully. And then we have uh, Vertigo, which we mentioned earlier, designed by Saul Bass, where you have the image of the character falling with like the swirling design of dizziness and vertigo surrounding him. Next is Do the Right Thing. This is an awesome poster for Spike Lee's movie. It's a, a sky view looking down of the street, but it's just all blue. We have Saul from the Sal from the pizza joint owner crossing his arms. We have Mookie with the pizza box. We have a little girl writing the the names in the and everything in chalk. It's really awesome design. I love it. Yeah, excellent. And then a ghost story, which is a, a recent A twenty four film from David Lowry. And it's an excellent simple poster where you have the ghost, who's played by Casey Affleck, just you know, ghost wearing a sheet, uh, sitting in, in the frame of the poster, but on the lower part of the of the poster. Um, and most of the most of the poster is empty space, and then you have the font of the of the the title of the film. Beautiful poster. It looks like the film looks when you watch it. It's really brilliant. A twenty four has a lot of great posters. They have a few more on this list for and sure. We all love A twenty four and how they. Wonderfully change their font depending on each theme of each movie. Like the most recent one, Men, it's the apples on the grass that mm-hmm. sh- that shapes the A24 logo. Lamb is my favorite. I think where a, a huge herd of lambs create the shape of A24. It's so genius stuff. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped The Leaders in Men's Grooming who are turning your shower routine into your favorite part of the day with their ultra premium collection. This all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle comes with deodorant, body wash, two-in-one shampoo, conditioner, hydrating body spray and a free set of manscape lip balm save big by going to manscape.com and use our coupon code raiders of the lost at checkout for our 20% off and free shipping worldwide and we're also partnering with manscape this month of april to bring awareness to testicular cancer so go to manscape.com tcs to learn more information about self-checking and to help save a life today then we have Birdman, and this has a great image of Michael Keaton's character, just like a like a painted over image. And on top of him is Birdman, like, cowling on top of his yeah. head, just like ready to attack and bounce. It's a great poster. It's kind of like a crown on his head. Yeah, yeah. And then Taxi Driver, which I, I purchased when I was like 16, 17, of, of Travis Bickle walking through New York City um, in black and white. And it's it's a beautiful image. There still isn't one like it done like that. I think it's because it's so iconic. But it it's, it captures the film wonderfully. And then a Clockwork Orange is a a great simple design. It's a white background poster, really cool, interesting font. And then like this triangle design where we have Alex in the background in his getup with the eyeball ring, and then also one of the the milk statue women's from the the little. Club, yeah milk, yeah, milk club they go to yeah. it all the time. He's also got a knife in his hand, and then we have the American The Girl to the Dragon Tattoo, uh, which was David Fincher's um film, and it's a beautiful silhouette image. Silhouettes, I don't think they always work in movie posters because they're over there, it's too much sometimes, but this is really simple because it's a silhouette of Lizbeth and her and it shows off her hair and her style, and she's profiled. Then you have uh, a dark image of Daniel Craig inside of her, and that's it. Generally, uh, the silhouettes—they'll throw a ton of stuff in the inside of the silhouette, but keeping it simple. You have the tone of the film, the two lead characters, and it's very striking. Next, we have the forty-year-old virgin in this <laughs> Andy uh, Steve Carell's character is just like standing with this wearing this like macy's polo shirt <laughs> looks like a, he looks like a child as an adult his hair is like perfectly combed to the side he's just like looking to the distance in like intense optimism and the background's just very vibrant Enjoy, orange yeah. it's just so damn funny it's, it's, it's genius because if you like if you if you look at it and someone tells you that's a 40 year old virgin you're like yeah, yeah that, i believe that or you yeah. don't even have to be told that you're yeah, like that guy's yeah, definitely yeah. a virgin <laughs> 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 it's so funny Next up, we have The Lobster, which is a very good A24 film, and this uh, stars uh, Colin Farrell and um, Rachel Weisz, and the posters feature both of them, but uh, there's two character posters for them, and in one of them, you have Colin Farrell's character, and it's an image of him hugging hugging her from in the movie, it's an actual frame from the film, but what they did is they, they made it black and white, and they cut Rachel Weisz out of the image, so you have Colin Farrell just hugging the air and vice versa with Rachel Weisz. She has another poster where she's hugging Colin Farrell, but he's cut out. So she's hugging the air. It's a genius poster, translates uh, one of the main themes of the film. Then we have Shame, Steve McQueen's brilliant film. There's a couple posters. Obviously, some of them they couldn't advertise in America because of being graphic in nature. One of them obviously is... One of the graphic ones that was advertised in Europe is someone's back but also shame written out in semen. And then <laughs> the American ones that they could advertise in, in, in Europe and stuff like that um, in like UK were, was an image of just a completely wrinkled bed spread in sheets. Genius. And then also the main poster for shame besides that was the same image of the bed but Michael Fassbender in – all the way down to his hand yeah or- his hands reaching under the blanket at his under his under his towards his groin you don't see his face or anything you just see it's like cut off from his shoulder down but it's a great image next up we have sorry I lost my place kill Bill next up we have kill Bill with the swords a great animation the color palette of the yellow contrasted with the silver swords is beautiful plus that like little red t- um design uh, on the sword. Uh, and the, the font of the movie is amazing. I think it's iconic font. It's great. Then we have Skyfall, and there are two posters that I think they just really did a great job with. The first one is Bond walking, silhouetted, and we're looking down the barrel of a gun at him, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And then another one where he's just on the ground. It's a white background. And he's about to fire his gun, and, and just 007 is behind him in, in a cool font. I love that one. It's great. I got that you one. have a cool one. I got yeah. that one right here. Yeah. yeah, that was a great banner because you would go to the theater, and then you'd see that thing, and it was gigantic. And simple, like, yeah, but effective. It, sells, it tells you exactly what you want. Next up, we have American Beauty. So there are two posters to this film. Um, there's obviously the one with um, Mira Sorvina lying on the roses, but I think the best poster of this film is the image of the rose being held against the the, the stomach of a girl. And this was actually Christi- model Christina Hendricks was the model for this poster. It was one of her first gigs as a model actress to be the model for this. It's a Really eye-catching poster. It sells the film really well, and it's just very intriguing. Then we have Breakfast at Tiffany's, very iconic. We have Audrey Hepburn in her elegant dress with the big cigarette sticks (laughs) to smoke out of. What are those even called? Like the cigarette extender I don't know. Yeah. sticks. Uh, there's a name it. There's got to be a name for can't it. I can't remember, but she looks great, and it's just a, a really great painted. She's got a frame, colored frame, and the, on the right side of it mm. is the silhouette of the characters kissing with the skyline behind them. And then we have the iconic Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and it's a great poster. It's this a great one. crazy yeah. font with like crows in the background, and it's Johnny Depp, and his, it, he's like in a painting style, and his neck has just been stretched, and his his head is, it, is huge, and his the sunglasses of his his eyes are gigantic, and his body's like tiny in the bottom of the frame. It, it's really cool, and it captures like the idea of like tripping out on a drug. Next, we have Roma. This is from Alfonso Cuarón's film, and the image is actually still from the film on the beach. This is after Clio saves two of the children when they're on their little vacation trip, and then they all cu- they all hug her because Clio's been so much, especially with her terminal pregnancy and everything like that. And they're just telling her how much they love her. It just really encapsulates the mood of the film or the third act. For that sure. poster gets me emotional. Yeah, I'm just looking at looking it. At I'm looking at it. Yeah, right it gives now. me goosebumps. goosebumps. Next up, we have Oakjaw, which was a Bong Joon Ho's Netflix film. And it's about, uh, if you've seen the film, it's about uh, a new animal that's been created to um, serve as a uh, new kind of meat for people to eat and factory produced. And then the, the poster is a silhouette of the little girl and her pet, Oakjaw, that she's found. But then the. The Oak Jaw animal, the top of its back has been turned into a factory with smoke coming out of it, showing the industrialization of uh, human of meat of meat products through the uh destruction of animals. Next we have Goodfellas, a yeah. classic. It's a black background. Uh, poster. On the top of it, we have Ray Liotta, De Niro, and Pesci just crossing their arms looking tough as hell in their suits. And then at the bottom of the image below the the title of Goodfellas, there's a dead body of a man, of a gangster lying dead in the street. <laughs> I had that on my MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things in my MySpace that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> Next up, we have the French Dispatch, which is probably, it's got to be Wes Anderson's best poster because it's a beautiful uh, blue palette that you would think is definitely Wes Anderson color that he would use. But then it has the gigantic cast of characters all put together and really done well done in Photoshop. And you can see the beautiful wardrobes, the beautiful costuming, the hair and makeup the eclectic cast it's such a wonderful poster. I remember we walked by it in a theater one time when it had just begun marketing and they had a big poster of it and we were just looking at it for like 2 minutes just like wow, this is a terrific poster. Honestly, we could put every Wes Anderson movie yeah. on this list, the marketing campaigns that in the designs he comes up with are fantastic. And I have The Royal Tenenbaums one right here. Grand, Grand is Budapest keeps, is great. Yeah, but yeah. Royal Tenenbaums has all the characters but also like little trinkets from each character all over the poster. Mm-hmm. Grand Budapest is the great image of the miniature hotel mm-hmm. with the mountains in the background and like the uh, the moose on top of the mountain or whatever yeah, it is. Love it. It's really great. So his design, even Life of Quark with Steve Zizou, it's really great. They're all just like in the little submarine. It looks so silly and fun but <laughs> all Wes Anderson's movie posters are f- fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Next up we have Mean Streets which was one of uh, Martin Scorsese's earliest films and it's just, a the, you don't see any images of the cast even though some of them are very famous now. It's just a really beautiful design of a hand holding a gun with the great font. It's similar font to the Godfather font. and uh, It's used with this great red, dark red and orange color palette. Um, city city of New York kind of etched in there as well. It's just really simple, really well done. The Shawshank Redemption has a brilliant one as well. This is a shot of the back of Andy after he has has escaped the prison and he's crawled whoever, however long through all that, that, that fecal matter and those pipes. And then it's just pouring rain on him and he just has his arms spread and he's just like looking to the sky. Just like, I can't believe I just got freed. Next up, we have Old Boy, uh, Park Chan-wook's big breakout hit. So it has two great posters. You have the poster of the lead actor holding a hammer with his crazy face and hair. And that's just the poster. Awesome image. But also, the main poster is really beautiful. You have the two lead characters walking um, silhouetted on the street of uh, of Tokyo. and the, I'm sorry, of <laughs> Korea. And then I think Kyoto, I got it mixed up with. And then you have beautiful uh, neon signs and banners streaming upwards above them. Really well done. Next, we have Blade Runner, the original. We have Deckard at the top. This is a beautiful painting. And then Rachel on the right smoking her cigarette. And then the city of Los Angeles and the skyscrapers in some of the flying cars just below. It's a really striking image. Yeah, it's great. And then we have... Fight Club obviously has two iconic posters. There's the famous poster of both Edward Norton and Brad Pitt looking at camera. Um, but I think the iconic one is going to be the soap. The the pink soap bar with the Fight Club etched in it. And that's it. And you're like, what is this movie? And it's so cool. I think it's, it's a very ballsy poster to throw out there. To just be like, this is our movie. It's a friggin' bar of soap with the title on it. Next we have Enemy. This is Denis Villeneuve's film. And there's a great design they came up with where it's a silhouette of jake gyllenhaal just like looking down but his head has been photoshopped with the city skyline and the the spider a giant spider crawling on top of it and this one has been mimicked and copied a bunch of times over the last like decade ever since it came out it's just a really brilliant design yeah next up we have first man which is a really great underrated sci-fi film from damien chazelle and it's, it's a beautiful image of ryan gosling um uh, it's a it's a profile of yeah right it's beautiful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a profile of him wearing his astronaut helmet but instead of uh, a glass shield the shield has been created through the edge of uh of the moon and it's a beautiful way to translate the journey of the character everything that he wants and where he's going in that film it's a beautiful beautiful poster now we have Another Nolan movie, Memento. Yeah. Really great poster. There's a couple of good ones. The first really good one is just a bunch of Polaroid photos scattered across the ground of different images. It's black and white. But then the main poster is a poster of a Polaroid photo, mm-hmm. but like the – the space in the bottom is written with like handwriting type of font for all the the cast information and stuff like that. But then on top, it's another Polaroid photo. On top of that, inside that's another Polaroid photo. Inside of it's that's like a- if you're looking at your reflection in a mirror between two mirrors. So it's just Nolan playing with time, and it also kind of harkens back to his original short film that he made, where it's about a character that just mm-hmm. like keeps stopping. It's like a a bug on the ground, but then he he realized that he's the bug in the ground and just keeps going over and over again. Yeah. So he's even playing with time in his movie posters. Yeah, he's he's the he's the man. Next up, we have Reservoir Dogs, which also is very iconic. It's the uh, the black and white of uh, the crew walking, and it's the opening credits of the film. Uh, when you when you look at the image, you like you can think of the song, you can think of that moment. It's just you're, so you're cool! Like, you're like, this is just awesome. Beyond Let's cool. watch it. Next, we have the Green Knight, which has a couple of brilliant designs. So So well done. A24. The marketing for this was fantastic. The the really first cool one is where he's holding the giant axe in in triumph, and behind him is the Green Knight written in big font. And then there's a couple other ones where there's one of him – it's the back of him with his crown. You can't see his face. He's just in the dark with the green eye on top of him. And then another one where Dev is just looking into camera, more well-lit, but just half-lit, with mm-hmm. the, the wearing the crown and everything. Yeah, they, they knocked it out of the park big time. Oh, yeah, knocked it out of the park, kid. <laughs> Next up, we have Moon, which was Duncan Jones' first film with uh, Sam Rockwell. And it's just a simple image of Sam, very small on the poster. But... There's this great design of a spiral. It's not really a spiral. It's just a bunch of circles of black and white, black and white, black and white layered on top of each other. And it creates that optical illusion just from looking at it. It's just terrific, amazing poster. Next is the Social Network, which has a couple of brilliant designs. The first one is just like a, uh, a good shot image, a well shot image of just Jesse Eisenberg's like torso up Mm -hmm. and on in front of it the text over the entire post says you don't get to 500 million friends without making a few enemies there's another one that's like a facebook page web page Mm -hmm. of on top of the poster and then another one where jesse eisenberg his vote his image is blurred and then on top of his eyes it says the social network yeah those those had a great campaign i love that tagline it's really terrific and then even similarly uh the next one is the martian where it's a similar design but instead of that it says bring him home yeah, and um, I mean, you're um, going to sell the movie just with Matt Damon's face. Exactly. You know, that's all That's all you need, and he, he carries the film. Obviously, he has the most screen time, and he's talking to the audience, like literally just like not technically but talking to his own computer screen, but he's talking essentially to us most of the film, so have him, having him just looking right at us is just the way to sell the film. Next up, we have Major League, which we grew up watching a lot. Our brothers loved the Major League movies, so it was always on, and it just shows baseball cards of the a few of the lead characters – As their portraits. And then we have a baseball with a mohawk wearing sunglasses. Tells you this is just going to be a funny, zany comedy. It's like Wild Things Fastball in character form. You make my heart sing. Next we have Catch Me If You Can. And there's two great ones. Obviously, there's one with Leo and Tom Hanks just crossing their arms with the cool design of Catch Me If You Can logo. But then I think the better one is where hanks is chasing dicaprio but they're both like blurred out of and blurred out of focus because of it and he's just the arrows are pointing in the direction they're running i love that i love that entire campaign of that movie and you can feel the score just from looking at it next up we have scott pilgrim versus the world Uh, it does have a floating head poster but the best poster is it's it's just uh scott shredding on the guitar and then like the sound waves from his guitar form the font of the movie super cool then we have Emily, and it's just a really fantastical and beautiful image of actress Audrey Tattoo, who plays the lead character. And it's, like, very cartoonish in a way. The background's very green. It's very vibrant. It's very pretty. It gives you, like, kind of the whimsical quality of the film. Next up, we have Ladybird And I related to this movie poster immediately because we went to Catholic school like Saoirse Ronan's character does. And you see it's a great profile of Saoirse. And she's clearly – it looks like she's either in church or at her Catholic school. And you see the the cross in the background. Uh, Beautiful font too, that Old Testament kind of uh, classical font. Really, really stunning. It's a great poster to sell the film. Next is Promising Young Woman, which has a couple of great ones, but I think the best one is Carrie Mulligan basically like looking to camera, but it's a mirror and she's out of focus, but she wrote Promising Young Woman with a kiss with her, with her uh, lipstick. And it reminds me of the Joker poster from The Dark Knight yeah, that I have right really here. Great, similar in style. Next up we have Nightcrawler, a great poster. And so there's one where he's standing beside his car, and that was like a tribute to um, – one of the taxi driver posters but the stronger poster of this film it's a really tight close-up of jake's face wearing sunglasses and you see the city and the reflection of his sunglasses and then really cool font on the top but the image it's dotty dots just like like an old comic book like i don't know what that style of printing is but it's his face is made with a bunch of tiny dots Like those old, yeah yeah, yeah it's really cool then we have adaptation this is the film directed by spike jones in the the poster is really great it's white background but it's of a flower pot that has been uh broken and on the ground and the pot is actually Nicolas cage's face yeah it's, it's been great, shattered yeah it, it tells you everything you need to know it has a lot like when you watch the movie then you're like oh now the poster makes complete sense <laughs> next up we have ace ventura pet detective so It's a great. It's it's kind of like a silly Photoshop job because the proportions are out of control. But so you have Jim Carrey and he's looking up at us and he's holding his his card and it says Ace Ventura Pet Detective and it's got like his little animated face and then is the dog in the background eating his eating his pants. But you just see it's you can tell this is gonna be a goofy film. The characters wardrobe you never see anything like it and the the crazy nature of the Photoshop the disproportionality of it it suits the movie, sure does. Then we have beetlejuice and this is a great one it's kind it's an artistic like another floating head kind of style sort of where it has beetlejuice sitting on top of the house in his suit then we have gina davis in her bride outfit and then um what's his name michael keaton michael no um alec baldwin yeah alec baldwin Baldwin and the groom's elf is his body staying there but beetlejuice has his head in his hand and the the (laughs) house is in front of it's really great yeah it's awesome next up we have almost famous which is just a close up of Kate Hudson's face wearing her iconic sa- sunglasses with the font of the movie but it's just it she's the heart of the film and she's like the backbone of the movie. And it's just a striking image to see, this very tight image, uh, very, very uh, pleasing image to look at. I think it did a great job selling the film. Napoleon Dynamite had a great poster yeah. campaign. They have like a handful of really good ones. There's one where he's like just sitting on the couch. There's one where he's standing in front of like three different lockers that are different colors. He's mm-hmm. also standing in front of like hand-drawn characters and stuff that he, that, um, that he draws the characters, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. Like the unicorn and stuff. Um, but it's got a great font too. Yeah. Iconic, iconic font. And then we'll do one more, then we'll go to our intermission is five hundred days of summer. Really brilliant poster design. Where all the images of yeah their JGL scenes. his character yeah. just sitting there sketching on the bottom of the of the poster, but then there's I don't know if I've counted them before, but there's just a hundred. It's got to be five hundred. There's probably got to be five hundred posters yeah. of Zoe Some summer, all different sizes and shapes, and, mm-hmm. and all over the po- all over the poster. Great illustration of the film. Now let's head on into our intermission. Then we'll get back to more movie posters. But speaking of movie posters, this epito- episode is obviously brought to you by our amazing sponsor movieposters.com. Again, head on over to their website and use our special promo code RAIDERS10 to get 10% off your order today. They have the highest quality print job you can pay for, all sorts of sizes, framing, backlighting. You know how much we love posters. You know our set is decked out with all these amazing posters from movieposters.com. They have a selection of pretty much every single film or TV show imaginable in their arsenal. We love their stuff. Uh, They send us whatever we want. They're an amazing partner of the show, and we could not recommend them enough. Don't get your posters on Amazon. That free shipping is not what it seems, and the quality is never up to par. Again, MoviePosters.com is the best place to get your posters online and use our promo code RAIDERS10 for 10% off. If you're watching right now on YouTube, you can see that Anthony and I are both wearing our brand-new Felix Grey Blue light cancellation glasses. We've had these for a couple weeks now. What do you think, Anthony? I love them. I'm so glad I got them. Blue light affects us in so many bad ways. And for me, it's always made my eyes super dry. And it always affects my sleep. I wake up many times during the night. And it does take me a while to fall asleep. I've had these glasses for almost two weeks now. And I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I am sleeping so much better. I couldn't be happier with my glasses. I got the coals in this great black I think they fit me perfectly. They look great on my face. I'm so happy I have them. Check out Felix Gray's entire line with our special link Felix Gray Glasses.com slash Raiders. That's Felix Gray Glasses.com slash Raiders. So I have the Amber lenses because I wanted more cancellation of blue light in my life. And I also kind of look like Tony Stark a little bit. Yeah, you look like Downey. I, yeah. I look like CVS brand <laughs> Tony Stark. Anthony has the clear lenses, but Felix Grey works so well because they have 15 times the blue light blocking ability technology as their competitors. So they're the best in the business. So don't forget, go to com slash Raiders. That's felix com slash Raiders. That's our special link. You can get the hookup. You've got some awesome blue light cancellation glasses. Hopefully you'll sleep better, less dry eyes, and even if you don't wear glasses, you can still get them if you're looking at screens all day for work. I highly recommend them. All right, now let's head on into our intermission, and we'll begin with our movie, quote, competition. This one's from me, Anthony. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. There's too many captains on this island. $10,000 for me by myself. There's too many captains on this island. Ten thousand dollars for me by myself. Hmm. I don't know. Let me let me give you a hint. Okay. Or I'll scratch the chalkboard. Never mind. Jaws? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't sound like it, but I was scratching (laughs) the table. (laughs) You know me. You know what I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Don't pander me, kid. One tiny crack in the hole, and our blood boils in 13 seconds. Solar flare might crop up, cook us in our seats, and wait till you're ready. Sitting pretty with a case of Andorian shingles. See if you're still relaxed when your eyeballs are bleeding. Space is a disease, and danger wrapped in darkness and silence. Is that a Han Solo impression? (laughs) No, it was an impression of this character, though. It sounded kind of like a little Han Solo-y. You'll get it if when when you... Say it again? Don't pander me, kid. One tiny crack in the hole and our blood boils in 13 seconds. Solar flare might crop up, cook us in our oh. seats. And I'll. And Whittle, you're sitting pretty with a case of Andorian shingles. See if you're still so relaxed when your eyeballs are bleeding. Oh, wait. Space is a disease and danger wrapped in darkness and silence. What is this? What is it's Guardians of the Galaxy? No. um, Man, I'm stumped. Star Trek. It's Bones. Oh. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Guess this movie release year. Gattaca. Nineteen. Ninety. Eight. Seven. Oh. Damn. All right. Guess this movie release year. Bottle Shock. The one with Chris Pine and Alan Rickman. 2014. 2008. It was, it was Pines Breakout. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. about um, the winery discovering in California and how they would, could grow great Cabernet grapes in California. Oh, yeah. And Alan Rickman played the character who, like, didn't discover it, but, like, he discovered, like, the, the world of wine in California and saw the potential of it. I think even Alan Rickman had passed by the time it was 2014, too, right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. He, he passed um right after Deathly right Hallows, Hallows yeah. came out. What a loss. Um. All right. Movie pop quiz time. The character Tom Ripley has been portrayed in five films. Who is the author of the Tom Ripley franchise novels? Patricia Highsmith. Yeah. Nice dude. Please. I've read them. I've read two of them. I love Patricia. Yeah. She also wrote uh Stranger. I thought Pain. you were gonna ask me who played him <laughs> because oh, no, wait. I only know two. <laughs> Matt Damon and Melvin Malkovich. Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's five movies. Yeah. Wow. Down okay. to Mr. Ripley, actually got made in like the sixties. It was, was, was a, oh, there's, there's a terrible a, there's one. A French film. There's a terrible one with that an was, actor. That one came out in two, The bad one came out in two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's my quiz. I went all Chris Pine today. What famous historical figure did Chris Pine play in a film? Hmm. Famous historical figure. It's Not it's, he's not in Lincoln, is he? <laughs> 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 All right, Chris Pine, historical figure. Not Lincoln. Not Lincoln. Oh, that's a good question, bro. I don't know. Robert the Bruce. Oh, outlaw king. Outlaw king. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I thought you'd get it. I always, I keep, I forgot that that's the same character as in Braveheart. Yeah. Damn, good question. Thanks, man. All right, um, what do we got for haters of the week? Any unsubscribes? So I have a, I have a good unsubscribe, and then I have a good. Uh, Roast from a fan. Oh, let's do it. So, in our Morbius episode, uh, Blastoff Five wrote, "Are we not going to remember David Tennant in Jessica Jones?" Unsubscribe. We fixed it at the end. He fixed it. He I, fixed, fix it it, I fixed it at the end. I think they made that comment before they finished. Yeah, it. sorry. I think they even said, "Oh, just finish the episode." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lol. <laughs> I totally forgot. That. I'm like, "Oh, wait, he's in, he's in Jessica Jones." And then, uh, but, it, it, but I fixed it by saying, "He's he's there's two in a, doctors. He's in a two good bit. villain, and he's a good villain he's in a good Marvel project." And then uh, Anthony De Mayo, Our awesome fan, he wrote uh, about Rogue One, where I roasted it. He wrote, Anthony, just turn the captions on Rogue One and make it feel more foreign. Boom, roasted. Correct me up. All right, we have a couple of great five star reviews. The first one is from the Richmond Twenty Justice for Austin Powers, one of the funniest and most informative film podcasts out there. After every episode, I somehow end up adding a movie to my watch list. So imagine my surprise when the brothers go on the iconic intro to Goldmember, the Tom Cruise cameo mixed up with my the Spy Who Shagged Me intro. I'm single, baby. Yeah, I knew he was in Goldmembers. Is his. yes, I knew it. And now I'm never listening to you again. (laughs) Thanks, Richmond. Thanks, Richmond. appreciate the validation. <laughs> Honestly, one of the greatest movie openings of all time. It's and amazing. Then, and then Kyle Edwards' great podcast. You two remind me of mine and my twin brother's love of movies since we're both quoting many movies we've grown up watching. My wife and his fiance Oh, <laughs> my wife and... My wife and his fiance are grow <laughs> Read that weird in my head. My wife and his fiance are always telling me what <laughs> my wife and his fiance are always telling us we watch too many movies y'all always make work much more bearable learning new facts with each episode i listen to kyle keep watching those movies yeah who cares? watch all the movies you Don't want listen to the wives yeah but obviously listen <laughs> obviously to the, listen to but yeah. like watch they're generally the... always right yeah generally <laughs> not always but generally <laughs> Our Godfather shout out for today's episode is our good friend Brandon Smith. He's been a fan of the show for a while. We Brandon, love. He became a Man, Godfather. You what kind of episode does he want? He wants Disturbia. Oh, nice! The Shia LaBeouf film. I freaking love Disturbia. Yeah, yeah. I was the I most thought, loneliest day of, day of my life. That sounded bad. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought Brandon would pick Shrek. But Disturbia was the one. That right. one makes sense, though. Yeah. He loves Disturbia. Yeah, we love Disturbia. That yeah, was an awesome movie. I can't wait to review that for you. Such a sad opening, but, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't remind me. <laughs> it opened tra- so tragically. Also, also, obviously, a great uh, calling card to Rear Window. Yeah, for sure. They did a good job with it. So, Brandon, thank you for becoming a patron of the top tier caliber. And thank you for requesting Disturbia. We can't wait to do that. You are the best. On this day in film history, today's April 14th in in 1894, the first public showing of Thomas Edison's kinetoscope happened, which was moving pictures. 2000, American Psycho is released. 2006, Thank You for Smoking is released. In 2017, The Fate of the Furious opens worldwide, and it grossed $532 million its opening weekend worldwide. Insane. Which one's that, the sixth one? The Fate of the Furious is s- the fourth one? Sixth? Seventh? I, don't I know. thought it was Fast Six or something. No, it's Fast Five. Fast Five. It's got to be the fourth one, maybe. No, it's like the sixth one. Okay. 2017. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then happy birthday to Julie Christie, Brad Garrett, Peter Capaldi, Robert Carlyle, Anthony Michael Hall, Adrian Brody, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Abigail Breslin. Big list. Big list. Uh, my streaming recommendation is Walk the Line, which just got added to Amazon Prime. My recommendation is The Player on HBO Max. It's one of Robert Altman's best films, and Tim Robbins is an excellent lead in the film. It's super funny. It's about the film industry, and he just pokes fun in it the whole time. It's really great. I, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Now let's get back into our movie posters, and we've been saving the sections for last because it's some be iconic one. ones here. Yeah. So first up, we're gonna. Well, how about we do best horror? Let's do best, how best horror. I love horror posters, and so we'll do The Exorcist first. And this is an iconic poster because it says so much what's showing so little. It's just a, a silhouette of the priest. Outside the gate of the house, with the, just a light shining on top of him, and it just says in the big purple font above it, "The Exorcist." It's a it's a shot from the movie, and they I think they understood like this is an, an beautiful image, and it was it would be a great way to sell the film if we just use this moment of cinematography. It's beautiful lighting. I think it's one of the, just one of the most iconic uh, images ever captured in film. Next up, we have The Thing, uh, one of my favorite horror films, and I just watched it recently, and it's, it still just blows my mind. And it's a great image of just the thing wearing the suit like and his hands and head are just like glowing from light because they don't want to reveal what the thing actually looks like. Who knows what it actually looks like? And you see the winter landscape. It's great font for the text. Uh, it just really grabs your attention. Next is Rosemary's Baby. Truly a brilliant poster design. It's a shot of like a mountain range with a carriage on top of it that's silhouetted in front of... Mia Farrow, who's laying down, it's just her head profiled like she, like she's in bed, and her she's green. Everything's green behind her, but it's just a great image. It's so much mystery and suspense just in the image, let alone the film. It's a really beautiful image. They did a great job with it. And then we have The Shining, which we mentioned earlier. The yellow color with the great font by Saul Bass, and you see like this like ghost face baby like looking out at us from within the font, made with it's made with dots too. Like uh, pen dots, really terrific. Next is Fright Night, a great horror poster. It's a shot of the house in the neighborhood, but then behind it in the sky out of clouds and vapor is the vampire's head just, like, smiling like he's about to have so much joy killing all these people. Mm -hmm. Then we have Seven, and the poster captures the tone of the film, the cinematography perfectly. You get the two leads, Brad and Morgan, with that, disturbing looking font for seven it's very dark and it you feel the movie when you when you look at the post you can feel the grim nature and the disturbing quality of the picture itself next is poltergeist the original not the remake okay and this is the shot of just the girl putting her hands on the static tv screen just about to be sucked in and it's it's so great well, not sucked into the tv but you know <laughs> communicating with the uh the poltergeist yeah yeah we got you Next up, I love that movie. By the way, it's so good. It's really good. It's so it's fun. It's a perfect. Film. It's really funny too. Yeah, yeah. The the first Spielberg is just all over that movie. Yeah. Next up, we have uh, the original Friday the Thirteenth. Now, what's interesting about this poster is if you've seen Friday the Thirteenth, the villain is not who you think it is, and the poster kind of hides it. Just how in the film, it hides who the the killer is throughout the entire film until the ending. And it's a cool like silhouette of the of a person holding a bloody knife, and then. Inside of the silhouette is the camps of the, is the campgrounds with the moon in the background. Really great design. Next is Footloose. Great image of this iconic film where it's Kevin Bacon. It's the, the shot of the back of him and he's just dancing. He's got his headphones on. He's got his Walkman attached to his side. He's just dancing his butt off. And then you can see this the, the little farm town that he's moving to. You know because he's a he's a big city kid in a small town. So wait, is uh so Footloose is a horror film? Oh crap. <laughs> Wrong section. <laughs> oh my god, I just realized <laughs> what an iconic piece <laughs> of board. you were I? looking at me while I was talking about it, like what what are you talking about footloops for? <laughs> Sorry everybody. <laughs> Wrong section <laughs> I was like, what oh, the- there's another one here. Actually, yeah, you put three in there by accident. It's okay. We all make Sorry, mistakes. Sorry, guys, everybody listening. There's a couple <laughs> in here that are not horror films because you were talking about it so so you were so into it. You're like, so, so you're smiling as you described the poster. Let's I'm uh, like, oh yeah, the horror films. Let's put do loose. let's do the other two that I accidentally put in the horror category. So here. we have we have Tron, which is a iconic Disney film, uh, and it's just a it's similar to the New Hope poster with uh, the same poses as as um, Luke Skywalker, where you have. Um, Jeff Bridges' character, he's like, you think it is him. He's just pointing upwards and sees that glowing beam of light above him. And you get to see the cool design of what the world of Tron looks like. Great poster. And then we have Empire of the Sun. This is a brilliant design. Obviously, we have a shot of the sun, but there's a plane crash that explodes and it's crashing down to Earth. And it honestly, the smoke cloud that it's creating—it looks like a feather. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then we have Christian Bale's character in the bottom silhouette, just like little mini Christ- holding little Christian, holding a plane Bale. and just jumping in the air with excitement. He's so little. so great. There's like ten Spielberg movies on here. Yeah. All right, next, now we're going back into just horror. Yeah. Next from- up, we have The Descent, which I mentioned briefly earlier. It's the so a the shape of a skull is made from each of the main characters, each of the each of the women uh, in a different pose to form the shape of a skull using their arms and legs and feet. ...with this bl- glowing yellow light behind them. And it's just a terrific image. You get to see the the rock and the the caverns behind them. This movie is so underrated. It's such a great horror film. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. It will blow your mind. It's very disturbing, though. So if you can't handle it, stray away from it. But if you like crazy horror movies, it's up your alley. If claustrophobia freaks you out, do not watch it. <laughs> no, definitely not. Next is another underrated horror film, Under the Skin. This is starring Scarlett Johansson... And I won't spoil it really what it's about, but, you know, she's she plays an alien from outer space. And the, the image of the poster is just a, her face, like, in the cosmos, just blended in with, the, with space and stars. Yeah. But it's just red and blue. It's a really, really terrific image. Next up, we have the lighthouse... Tell me you're fond of me lobster. <laughs> you love me lobster, though. You're fond of me lobster, ain't you? I'm sick of your fuds. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great image. It's just – and because the what sold this movie was you have these two amazing actors, and they're just in them. – you've never seen them like this before. Pattinson's got a great mustache. Defoe's got a great beard and just like this crazy look in his eyes, and they're wearing the outfits in the lighthouse in the background. It's black and white. Very high contrast, very visually striking. It sold, sold the movie so well, I think. They have a couple of great posters yeah, as well. There's that's a few the best one, though. They, they have ones. one of just the lighthouse. They have one of the water. They have one of the seagull. Th- that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. The, there's the one with the mermaid on the rocks. Then we have Us, Jordan Peele's film. 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 <laughs> and I think the, they have some really good ones, but I think the best one is the one of Lupita. And it's her as yeah, the, yeah. the underground character, Red. Red. And her outfit with the gloves, but then she's holding a mask, but the mask is a perfect, like, replica of Lupita's face with the eyes cut out. It's really terrific. I also love, um, there's a close-up of just a gloved hand holding the scissors. Yeah, that's a great one, too. And also, next up, Get Out, uh, the poster, it's black and white, and it's David Kaluuya strapped to the chair, just screaming, and I was like, "This poster is insane! What a great one!" Between that image and then, um, uh, Tony Collette her in, in screaming in hereditary, those yeah. two images were like, those are like the defining images of horror of the last decade for yeah, sure. Yeah, those are yeah, absolutely. But that get out poster is excellent. Then we have the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is just a horribly a horrific poster. There's yeah. no gore in it or anything, but it's it's a white poster. It's Disturbing. It says who will survive and what will be left of them. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it has Leatherface holding uh, the chainsaw with a girl behind him being hung by a rope. It's just it's horrifying. There's no blood at all, really, in it. Just a couple splatters, but it's just like the image itself is just, ugh. Yeah, it's it's messed up. Next up, we have It Follows, a great modern horror film. Very simple poster design. Uh, You have the image of the car from the opening scene with the lead actress and the guy she's making out with in the car. And it's just... Oh, they're doing more than making out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In this image, though. (laughs) And then most of the poster is just dark blackness, and then there's just like a bit of light on them in the car, and it's just a great image to capture to show you there's something out there. We don't know. We can't see what it is. They can't see what it is, but something's coming for them. It's a great poster. Then we have 28 Days Later, the uh, zombie or, or infected film, if you don't think it's zombies, where it's just a completely red poster It's kind of like damaged in a way, too. It's like it's got wrinkles and stuff. And then also the great logo they came up with. And then 28 days later, in the center. And then on the bottom, it has Jim silhouetted in London as he's walking endlessly by himself in the evacuated and empty city. And it says day one exposure, days two infection, day eight epidemic, day 15 evacuation, day 28 devastation. And then 28 days later, crazy. Everything's over. Great movie. Next up, we have Midsommar, which had two really good posters. The first one of, of Florence Pugh and her boyfriend walking up the hill towards the uh, the villagers. But I think the the great poster from this movie, it's just a close-up of Florence Pugh. She's crying. She's got the flower crown on, and she's just crying. She looks like she's in, looking at a moment of horror, and it's like her face is half cut out. And that's the poster, and I think it's really brilliant. And we should probably correct our pronunciation of midsummer. midsummer. It's just midsummer, Midsummer. even though it's spelt like that. You know what I mean? It's thanks, just... thanks man. Hey, thanks for like, looking out, man. I just want you know. Are similar... you gonna unsubscribe? Nah, I'm good. No, not today. And then we have the witch, and there's two really good ones. There's one of the uh, what is it? The lamb or goat? Goat. I mean, the Billy goat. goat. No, no, it's it's uh yeah, it's a goat. It's a goat. Yeah. And then I think the better one is a silhouette of. Anya Taylor-Joy walking into the moonlight forest completely nude. This is right before... I won't spoil what happens at the end of the film, but this is uh, a really important part of the movie. It's a really beautiful image. Next up, we have Scream. The original has a great poster. Not the the floating heads one, which is iconic in its own right, but I just think the close-up of the black and white image of the girl with her hand over her face, wide-eyed, a great image for the film. It, it, it feels like it's like, oh, this, this is like, like Psycho-esque quality so they did a great job with that one then we have sinister which i think is an underrated horror movie they could have gone really great places with this franchise but they didn't but the first poster of the the poster of the first movie is great where it's this girl walking along a wall but she's spreading blood all over it with her hand Mm -hmm. and the blood is dripping down and it forms the the face of bagul the that's the demon inside in in the film that possesses people it's really cool. Very sharply dressed demon. That's the name, right, Bagul? Yeah. Yeah. Sharply dressed. Next up, we have the original Dawn of the Dead. Really simple poster, but very disturbing. Because you have, it's in two colors, the bottom and half and the top half. The bottom half is black with the red font uh, coming at us. Big Dawn of the Dead. And then the top half is an image of the top head of, the top of a, a zombie's head. And it's all infected and stuff. And very simple coloring in animation, but it is very effective. Next is The Evil Dead. This is a brilliant poster yeah. where a girl is in the ground and she's trying to claw her way out of being under the ground. And she's reaching for the sky, but then a dead hand is just gripping her throat and about to pull her back down. It's so good. It's very reminiscent of Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Sam Raimi. Yeah, I love that movie. Next up, we have the original Halloween. Very iconic. You have (laughs) like an evil pumpkin with a hand holding a knife right next to it with a black background. It's just very simple but like very effective. It's just that green pumpkin's iconic. Yeah. Then we have Green Room. It's a great poster of this horror film. And the shot is of Anton Yelchin holding a machete just like striking. And he's about to swing it down. And it's just in a hallway. It's, it's really great. If you ever, see, if you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend it. Super underrated. Another Next, a, another A 24. Yeah. Next up we have hereditary, which had a really great marketing campaign. What I love about the posters is they're all very dark and there's a, I think the best poster could be this Tony Collette and her daughter, um, both looking at us. And then you see one of the broken like dolls that she made on the, on the, on the foreground. And then also an image of just the dollhouse, um, inverted on itself, uh, which I is, was inverted. Which is like... A, it's a, it's the house of the, the family. But then also, there's a really cool one with all four main characters. And it, it's reminiscent of like... It could be like a family portrait. But the way it's shot and they're all just like... Rather than smiling with bright lighting, they're all just looking very depressed and solemn with extremely grim lighting. It's really cool. Now let's move into our animated movie posters. And I think the best one of all time is probably The Nightmare Before Christmas. And the best one is jack skellington on top of that little cliff that so iconic moves and he's just the curl singing in front of the uh the full moon with the pumpkins below him in the valleys it's just really brilliant next up we have spider-man into the spider-verse i know a lot of great posters but the best one has got to be it's a upside down image of miles falling towards the city so that so since it's upside down he looks like he's right side up and the city's upside down a very simple beautiful image terrific job selling the film with that one And then the Lion King, the original, has a couple of great ones. There's there's a really good one of um, Mufasa in the Sky as... Um, what's his name? is on Simba? The, Simba is on the, on the cliff. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck's his name? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> that fucking, whatever, whatever. And then another one where Simba is a fully grown lion <laughs> is standing on the cliff, the throne cliff, in front of, silhouetted by a sunset, really beautiful, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Finding Nemo, which had a lot of great posters, but I think the best one has got to be, um, it's Dory and Marlin are screaming and hugging each other, but they're very small in the image. And then Bruce the shark is like smiling at them with his evil eyes and teeth. You're like, oh my god, it's such a great photo. And then we have Wally. I think their posters were brilliant. There's a couple of really good ones. One where Wally is uh, holding his little plant with Eva, and then Eva. there's a couple of really good ones where he's just like on top of pile of piles of garbage, looking up at the sky, and the spaceships behind him and everything like that. But I think that, and also just in the the destroyed humanity, the hu- there's destroyed earth trash everywhere, but I love their posters. Next up, we have the little mermaid. Uh, they had a bunch of great posters, but the best one is going to be with uh, Ariel sitting on a rock on the water, silhouetted by the moon, really beautiful, terrific color palette, just a, a really simple, stunning image to sell the film. Then we have Pixar's film up. It had a couple of really great ones. There's one where all the balloons are lifting the house up into the sky and there's also a really good one where Edward and – what's his, what's the little kid's name? And um, Up? Yeah. I don't know. Edward and uh, Jordan are being carried up by the balloons as well. It's really beautiful. Next up we have Toy Story 4, which had a bunch of great posters. But I think the strongest one is um, you get a, a great portrait of the three main leads. And they're just staring off and, staring at us. But the, the poster illustrates – how advanced the technology of the filmmaking has become, where the background is like almost boca esque; it's very out of focus, and and the characters in the foreground are very sharp, and it shows how far the cinematography is going for Toy Story. Whereas this character poster looks like it's like looks like it's a photograph of them. It's amazing. I think uh, another great Pixar one is Ratatouille, where yeah. Remy is just like leaning up against the wall, and all the knives. Are having like thrown at the wall against (laughs) him and they're all like around him, like a doorway. Yeah, I love it. All right, wanna move into uh, some superhero posters? Let's do it. Let's begin with Spider Man in 2002. This one destroyed the world. And the best one's probably of Peter Parker as Spider Man just climbing up the the skyscraper. And the shot is just like a a shot of him climbing, but like we're looking down the street below him and he's just like fingering himself up. <laughs> <laughs> he's one himself up, <laughs> climbing up with his fingering hands, himself, up. himself up. Handing uh, himself up. Interesting. And <laughs> I also think like just the close up of him and you see his cool eyes was just very iconic as well. Next up we have The Dark Knight, which had an awesome marketing campaign. So first you get that great poster of Batman with the city burning with the city building behind him and the burning um symbol of his Bat symbol excellent poster but what was really strong was the way they marketed the joker so they teased him out so first there was an image of him just silhouette just walking in the street in the street with his back facing up so we didn't even know what he looked like just his back and then they released this poster that i have here and it's a very blurry image of the joker and then it has the font has the text why so serious that he seems to have painted with blood, with his finger. Can you imagine how people would be freaking out if this marketing campaign happening during the storm of social media? Yeah, it would have people because everyone's been... losing their mind over like Marvel posters because of all like the hidden clues inside of it. But yeah. like not showing the Joker's face for like half the entire the, most of the, the entire campaign. Imagine TikTok if The Dark Knight was coming out. And this Twitter would have been insane. Imagine. It was a genius, really it great. Made Two billion dollars. Oh yeah, it, it was a really terrific marketing campaign, and that image is so strong. I think it did a great job getting people excited for the movie. But there's also some other really cool ones that they made, like the one where it's a white brick wall. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like the Joker painted black eyes. And then with the bat symbol, he painted the bat symbol with what looks like blood dripping down. And there's another one where there's like a scalpel or, or like a, a picture-cutting tool on top of pictures of Batman. And he's like mm-hmm. like cutting out eyes and stuff like that. Also, there's, a, there's one of joker cards of playing cards some of them burning and they're smoking stuff and then there's one joker card in the center and it's just it's it's, it's not of the joker Heath Ledger, but like a, a card joker style really terrific then there's awesome batman ones too like him on the on the on the, the, the what do you call the, the bat pod like jumping through the air very yeah. cool and dark knight rises has some great ones too they have a great one of bane just like holding batman's cowl yeah yeah that's yeah. a, that's a that really was a great, great one. one that was a really good one all right, next up we have Captain America, the Winter Soldier. They have some typical like superhero posters, but I think they have some really good ones. One of them is Cap where he's in battle and he's got his new suit on. He's not wearing his mask. This is like the first movie where he starts taking off the mask when he's in battle and stuff like that. New suit, a cooler take on Captain America and he's got the shield above him protecting himself. There's jets flying behind him. It's just really cool. It is really cool. Next up we have Man of Steel, which I think had an excellent marketing campaign with its trailers and posters. My favorite poster is it's a close-up of Kal-El of Superman flying towards camera, and then the city below him just like super blurry because he's going so fast. And also there's a couple of great character posters. What the campaign did a really effective job of doing was showing you that this was going to be a different take on Superman. It's not going to be the Blue Boy Scout that we're so used to. This is different, and I really loved it. Then we have uh the batman and into the spider verse which we talked about both earlier on so we can kind of just move on past those uh logan up next they have like five terrific posters just really creative cinematography definitely shots from the film some of them there's a really beautiful one where uh it's just logan's hand with his with his claws out and then his daughter is just holding his hand there's a close up of his scarred face with with his claws in front of them there's one of him just walking to camera with the silhouette of the sun of the sun setting behind him. There's also a terrific kind of floating heads one sort of, but it's like in the vein of like an old Indiana Jones poster where he's it's just like the square with the characters painted inside of it. It's just a really beautiful campaign. Next up, we have Wonder Woman, and they had a really beautiful poster of Diana uh, just kneeling on the on the shores of a beach of you could assume would be uh, Thermosera. And it's a beautiful sunset, warm colors with clouds in the background. And because the sand is wet, it reflects the warm red and yellow hues of the sunset. And she's kind of silhouetted, but you can tell it's her. It's a really beautiful image. They also had a great retro 80s poster for 1984 that was very eye-catching. Then we have Batman Begins, the underrated masterpiece. And, you know, this is the reinvention of Batman for the 21st century. And the marketing campaign was very solid, but I think one of the coolest posters of any superhero ever made is of Batman with his wings fully out, his cape fully out into bat-formed wings floating down between skyscrapers with bats flying all around him in the sun above him silhouetting him. It's a really brilliant design. This is obviously the shot ins- inspired by the shot of him going down the stairwell about mm-hmm. halfway through the f- scene when he has to save Rachel. Yeah. Rachel! Rachel! Where's Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> and our final uh, comic book movie poster is V for Vendetta. They had a lot of great posters, but I think the best one, um, it feels like it's like a, a poster made for like... Uh, An an activism group or something like made anarchist anarchist group group to put on buildings and it's the the colors are red and brown and black and you have this great image of V holding his knives to make an X and a to make a V under his chin and you just see you see just his chin and his smile and then great V for Vendetta font and then it's a red background and then you see Evie Natalie Portman below him right underneath the knife handles and she's red and connected to her are the the buildings of london and then be- below her in parliament in parliament and below her are a bunch of the members of the protest at the end of the film it's a really terrific image i love the color palette i love the design the simplicity of it the red contrasted with the black looks terrific it's very creative for a major superhero film and that's the last movie poster to talk about and obviously we could do 7 hours on movie posters I'm sure we left out so many great ones that you probably love or have and you know I mean even like Lord of the Rings has some great ones like when they're at the end of the film when they're on the on the uh lake I mean in the and the river floating to the giant statues in front of them i have that one in my room but um heat has a great one psycho has a great one. psycho has a great one there's so many endless posters to talk about we love movie posters because when they're done well and they're done right it really captures the movie and the tone and the themes and and just the feeling you get of when you watch the movie you look at the movie poster and you just feel like you're in that world and that's what really when they do it right it's just so effective i'm just very surprised in you for not putting one single mo- Oceans movie in this list. They yeah, I, I was gonna, but I figured you'd be like a stupid... Alright, Oceans 11. We'll end it up. It's great. We have... It's uh, a great poster. It's a great poster. We have the number 11 in red on the ground, and all the dudes are silhouetted, black and white, just walking all on All the it. dudes. All the dudes, bro. It's great. I love I was, I was, I was hoping you'd say that. I, I it's didn't. a great poster. I figured you'd laugh. I love Oceans. I, I love them you all. Just, like You just like, make fun of how much I love yeah, them. Yeah, I just make fun of like, your obsession with them. <laughs> They're great flicks, bro. <laughs> great flicks again let us know if we missed any that you love send us some dms obviously you, you could put every tarantino you could put every nolan movie you could put interstellar on here you could put them all like it does like there's so many to pick and choose yeah but we did a great job you i did think we, a great job especially. i we did a good job like narrowing down like the really the top tier elite posters yeah 100 thanks so much for tuning in everybody and we'll see you soon take care raiders of the lost podcast is a mirror image production sound mixing done by jacob cosler Opening music by Chase Jackson.